If you're in construction, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Constructed Behaviors Podcast. I'm your host, Barb Allen. I'm a woman with decades of experience in the construction industry, and most of it on the job site. I know how rewarding this industry can be, but like you, I also know that we could improve. Let's work together to make changes from the inside out. job site where it's clear that the project manager and the superintendent do not get along or that the PM and superintendent are clearly not on the same page? And have you felt how that dynamic affects meetings, interactions, and the job site as a whole? Today's guest is Coy McKinney. He is the Senior Vice President for Transwestern Development Company, but more importantly, Coy was once my project manager partner on a 35-acre campus project for San Jacinto Community College in Houston, Texas. Today, Coy and I are going to talk about the importance of the relationship between the project manager and the superintendent on any construction project and how to build the necessary unified team dynamic between the two of you that sets the stage for all team members on your project. But before we get into that, I want you to learn a little more about Koi. Over the years, Koi has become the older, much older brother that I never had. And I will warn you that throughout this episode, you will most likely hear that sibling rivalry and sarcasm between us as we tell our story. But Koi, go ahead and talk a bit about yourself and what your path has been in the industry. Thanks, Barb. Uh, yeah, you're right. You know, it, it's it's kind of uh, it's fun to sit here and talk with you about this and, and look back on on the project that we did together projects. Um, but, you know, to hear you say one thing that stuck out to me in that, in that intro was that you called me a project manager partner. And, I, and I'm, I'm curious. We'll touch on this a little later, but I'm curious to see if you would have called me your project manager partner when we first started the job before we got started. Or is that something that you realized later on after the job was completed uh, that we were partners? So we'll touch on that. But as far as me, for for my career, uh, you know, starting in construction, uh, uh, I've been doing commercial construction for over 30 years now. Uh, So, yeah, that makes me much, much older than Barb. Um, So uh, but it started off here in, in Houston, Texas. Uh, working for some several GCs locally, uh, working my way up through and ended up at, at JDUM with Barb uh, as senior project manager um, on a project for San Jacinto College, a, a project that we uh, that I had previous relationship with from from another company I had worked for in the past. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, that it's it's been fun. So and well, ended up heard- in the last few years on the on the development side, on the ownership side. Yeah. Well, and I, just touching real quickly on the team members that we had on that project. I mean, really, you look at where they've ended up now. We really had a fantastic team that has really succeeded and is doing Absolutely. such great things in the industry. Okay, but Absolutely. let's get back and let's talk about the PM and superintendent dynamics. So typically to date, most project manager and superintendent teams are made up of two men. But even so, the pairing of a project manager and a superintendent is like an arranged marriage. It is rare that we get to choose who we are paired up with. And instead, the leadership team does that pairing and we get stuck with it. So 
Absolutely. Speaking from my previous position as an operations director, I can tell you that when leadership teams are choosing the project manager and superintendent pairing for a project, we are thinking about creating a matchup that has an equal balance as much as possible between their years of experience, their project type experience, experience with that particular client or a similar client, as well as their experience in that particular town, region, or state. We are barely, if at all, factoring in personalities. Because let's face it, managing our own personalities is our responsibility and our managers should not have to pair us based on whether or not we get along well with others. By the time we're running projects, especially this size, we should already know how to get along well with others. But that doesn't change that people have different personality types. So once you were paired for a project, it's up to the two of you, it was up to Koi and I, to figure out how we were going to combine our personalities to successfully manage the project together. So Koi, my question to you is when we were paired as me, the superintendent, you, the project manager, what factors do you think leadership took into account for that pairing on that project? You know, that it, typically, you know, we can we look at the, the pairing of the two that we want on the job. And it's it's almost really rare that you get the two people that you want to be on the job. Usually it's availability. Right. You're paired. You're paired by availability, not always capability. Uh, we were fortunate that we were both available uh, and they were both very capable. Uh, and I think our, our management looked at that and said, well, these are. Or, or two people that that absolutely know their fields and their and their perspective management and superintendent roles, um, and, and put us together without any fear. Uh, you know, I think you and I had some reservations because I think that was that was our first time to really get to know each other. Uh, we would see people each other at functions, but we really didn't know each other, right? So we didn't know what to expect with from each each other. Uh, and and we we found out <laughs> and, we, and we tested and uh, we we re, re, we realized boundaries and expectations to, uh, to be met in areas that we came up short on and that we worked to improve on. As soon as we we get together, we get paired as a superintendent and project manager. One of the first things that we have to do well is we have to interview well for the project because we had not been given the project yet when we um, were paired together, we had to interview for it. And at right. that interview, it's important that we, we present as a team. And now that you're on the owner's side, I've been on the owner's side as well. I would like you to tell the listeners, like as an owner, when you're watching these interviews, how important is it to you? And what things do you look for to see if these people really can be a good team together? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed preparing and, and going through uh, the interview process uh, uh, with you and, and then presenting to San Jacinto on that day. I remember sitting back thinking this, it was nice to hear the superintendent say something nice about me. Um, <laughs> it's only because you hadn't you didn't get to know me yet. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, you're absolutely right. And and, and I think the thing that really helped me and stood out immediately with with you was your presentation. Uh, not all builders are are good presenters, um, and they don't always have to be. Uh, but boy, when you get one uh, that can build 
understand construction and present, man, that you know that that makes for a, a long-term relationship and something as an ownership I want to see uh, in the position I'm in now. I want to see uh, the the interaction between my superintendent and my project manager. I want them I'll, hell. I want them to finish sentences for each other. You know, when they're when they're talking, they're on the same. They're clicking. Yeah. They're both pulling in the same direction. And I know, uh, and I speak for my jobs that I've got going now, but really good ones. My my superintendent would have absolutely no problem whatsoever getting in and 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 checking submittals and doing things to fill a void if they were a man down to push that job forward. And I know my project manager would have no problem whatsoever coming in at one in the morning for a concrete placement, you know, that they check their egos at the door. They've got each other's back. And when you can present and show that to an owner and it's, and it's, it's, it's evident, man, that's, that's a home run. Absolutely. Uh, I wish, I wish I could really say that that was, was the norm but it's really not it's not i've i've been on that other side like you have on the owner's side uh conducting those interviews and man it's it's by the time companies get to the interview stage it is it's really more about how do you feel like they're going to work with you and work together because by the time they're at the interview stage they're already one of the top three you're you're pretty much willing to work with any of them you want to see how they work together and it's it's pretty telling um, when you do that. But okay, I'm going to ask you to put on your general contractor hat now, and I'm going to say what what kind of things did you do, or would you recommend for a project manager and a superintendent to do when they are just meeting each other and having to get together to present a unified front for an interview? What what are your recommendations to get to that point? Well, I think everyone knows people that work at their their company and what they've done and the projects they've been associated with, but they may not know what entailed on those projects. So sitting down and just getting to know each other, you know, you know, I, I knew you from the HCC job, you know, when we had, we had the hardware party where we, we went and hung doors and everything. Uh, Barb had me out there. We volunteered a Saturday and I went and hung doors uh, all day long. And then she spent the next three days fixing the doors that I hung. Uh, so it was, it was pretty, it was, uh, it was pretty beneficial to the job as well, I like to think. Uh, but you know, a little stuff like that, you know, if you can get yourself in a social situation, you know, whether it's after work or whatever, even if it's at work, but something that just get to know each other one-on-one or, or team on team and that you, you get to know their personality, right. And, we're going to assume from the get-go that your your capability is there, but you know we I need to know your personality of how we're going to work together. Um, we were we're both very alpha. Uh, we're both type one personalities. <laughs> we are. Uh, we found out real fast. It didn't take long to figure out how to push each other's buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, knowing somebody's heart and and their personality on the other side of that you kind of figure out, all right, well that, you know, I could take it one way, but I, I know Barb and Barb would never do that. And hopefully you can say, well, Corey says stupid things, but that's not really what he means. You know, that, that, uh, that he, he'll tend to use, like you say, I, I'll use 50 words when two will suffice. So um, true with you. <laughs> as so I ramble on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay. So we, we landed the project. And 
we we landed the relationship as well because we we landed the project we mobilized with a trailer yep. the two yep. of us in a trailer and then the project got stalled for two to three months and this happens on a lot of projects and many times the client loses the team because that team yep. the, the contractor isn't just going to pay for them to sit there but right. we created such a dynamic in that interview that the client said, no, 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 we will pay to keep this team busy. And they did a little, some piddly little project for us to manage for a couple yep. months until the real project started. So that was a true testament to how well we presented in that interview. So then we, we had an uh, experience that is unusual for most project managers and superintendents because we were literally on a job for two to three months but it was just the two of us and right. we didn't have everything else going on with a bunch of subs and team members. We seriously just got to know each other. Um, yes. So during that time, do you remember anything and putting you on the spot here? Do you remember anything that you learned about working with me when it was just the first couple months? Cause I remember a couple things about you. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can imagine. Uh, I, I think your it became evident to me almost immediately your your punctuality uh, and and your your schedule ability and, and schedule was more than just sure track or, or or P three or whatever P six or whatever we're up to now and um, at, it was it was your day to day schedule you know we do things at this time we do things at this time and then we do things at this time and and if I'm if I'm not there at those particular times that 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 upsets your apple card. Uh, I think that was that was pretty evident to me in the front, and then I knew that you were going to be, you know, you're going to be watching me to make sure I do my job, uh, and make sure that you know my job as I see it is to make sure you have all the parts and pieces you need to build when you need them. Uh, that's that's in a nutshell what I did is make sure that you had everything at your disposal for you to to build the project. Uh, you were pretty sharp on the fact that, you know, you knew when you needed things. And, and if I wasn't checking it, if, if you needed something in a week and I hadn't had a approved submittal yet, you knew that was a problem. Yeah. Uh, so it was pretty evident up front that you were going to, you were going to be uh, a partner of mine, whether I wanted it or not on the office. <laughs> well, and so a couple of things I will mention about you. One of the things that I remember learning about you, because we had um typical standard trailer. I was in office down at one end and you were at the other end. You you were somebody who, when you have a question, you just immediately ask it. And I tend to like keep a list and then I'll go in and have a conversation. And so I would just be working on something and I'd hear, hey, what about this? And I'd be like, what? Like, and what I what I if you remember, do you remember when I would say, um, uh, I'm going undercover? Yeah. <laughs> So, so what I would do is I, for me to focus some days, I just need to put music in and then I can just focus on what I'm doing. But what, what I wasn't able to do for Koi at that time was he would be hollering for something and I wouldn't know it because I was listening to music. So before I would put my headphones in, I would holler down the trailer, hey, I'm going undercover. And that meant I was putting in my headphones. So don't yell at me because I'm not going to hear right. you. So, learning to learning to work with you in a way that okay you're not mad that I'm not responding I yeah. um, know that I needed some time and I'm I'm working on something but the I'm other I'm pretty sure at one point too that I had solved all the world's problems and I'm just <laughs> down at my end just telling you away 
and I and I'm waiting for a response and I look down there and you kind of look up and send me and you pull your earplugs out and go, what? I'm like, ah, oh, I just lost all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I no doubt that happened. Um, there were also the times when I would just start singing. I, I remember that as well. Um, so the other thing I remember though, uh, during this get to know us phase when it was just the two of us is the feeling like this guy is going to be in my shit. Like he is into my superintendent stuff in a way that I don't think he's supposed to be. And that he is in my lane. And I remember, um, and, and this kind of goes to lame, but it also talks to something else a little. I remember one time a sub came in and I was telling him, this is how it needs to be. And he didn't like my answer. And so he went to you and you and he, because you've been in Houston forever, you had a previous relationship. He went to you and then you came back to me and you're like, hey, I talked to him. I think I got him off the ledge. This is what we're going to do. And I was irate. I mean, you thought you had done something nice to help solve the problem. And the way I saw it was, dude, you just told this guy that if if he doesn't like my answer, he can go talk to you. And right. it was um, I, I remember it very vividly. And but I don't think it ever happened again between the two of us. Yeah. It's something that we learned right then that, you know what, we have our roles and yep. we need to support each other and not overstep to help a subcontractor right. get through to one or the other. Um, right. And I think that's something that you kind of wanted to talk about today was sure. defining the roles of what, what is the role of each person? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, the, they didn't like mom's answer. They went to dad and we can't yep. have that, you know, that's just like with your kids and you don't, you can't let, you, you got to be unified on that. And, and I, and I think I, I remember that incident very well. Um, and remember, <laughs> you're absolutely right. You know that you're they can't. And and I think after that, they, they would come down to me and I said, you, you had to do the wrong end of the trailer. You need to go talk <laughs> to Barb hey, because don't even come down here because I'm going to tell you something wrong. Go get get on her page and then we'll all be on the same page. And uh, I remember thinking that very well. And I remember, too, it's funny you bring that up that you were talking about being in each other's shit. I remember you come in. It, uh, like you did you were very organized you came into my office just like he said and you had a list of things <laughs> that I was behind on and <laughs> I sat there and, and you were going through them and I'm like yep 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 you're absolutely right yep yep and I took it all and then uh, you said well you know what are you gonna do and I said well I got up and I put on my vest and I put on my hard hat and you go well, what are you, what are you doing? Where are you going? I said, well, I'm going to go walk the job and I'm going to point out all the shit that you're behind on and all the things that are wrong. And you're like, Oh, you know, you're not, boy, you were right on my butt. And we were both out there and I'm pointing at stuff and you're writing it down. Of course, the next morning you come back with a list of everything that I'd pointed out and all the corrections that have been made. And then I had nothing done at that time. <laughs> like I finished my list. Where's your list? Like, all right, you win. <laughs> that sounds like us. I don't remember it, but I believe it. <laughs> Um, okay. So what, um, what I want to talk about next is when the team showed up, we, like I said, we did have a great team and when that team showed up and we actually started functioning, what do you think we did well as a PM superintendent team managing our individual teams as a combined team? I don't think we ever, ever split up us and them. You know, I don't, 
uh, you know, Kara was on my side and, you know, Jason was on your side and, and, you know, but I don't think we ever really looked at things as project management and superintendent. I think we looked at it as the Sanjak team and yeah. the project. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we all knew our roles and we all knew what we did, uh, but we never siloed. We didn't silo. And I think that was the best thing we did. And that started with you and I. Uh, you know, that the, you and I would sit down and he, something like the schedule, we'd go through the schedule and stuff. We, we we would sit side by side, line by line, discuss every update and what we thought it was going to take to get it done. You would ask me my opinion. So how, I said, I, I think we got five days. Yeah, I, I got we got four days. OK, we'll go with four. And then, we, you know, whatever it was, we went through and they saw that that we worked the project together. Uh, and, and I think that helped, um, you know, the whole, uh, you know, the, the, you and I had our own dynamic, but, and, and Jason and, and Kara had their dynamic and we had to work through that. Um, and it was, it was, but I think we set a good example for them. So it was easy for them to get upset and then fall back and look at us and then to get over whatever was upsetting them. Yeah. Yeah, I think part of what we did as well was we created a job site family dynamic. And, yes. you know, I had learned early on in my career about Friday lunches. And so on Fridays, the whole team would get together in the trailer. Yep. We would order food from somewhere. And granted, it it was I'm not I'm not saying that the project was paying for it. People still had to pay for their own lunches, but everybody sat together and we weren't yep. allowed to talk about work. It was yes. only talking about each other and what was going on in our lives. And so it created this dynamic where we knew and cared about each other. And I think that is really what helps knock down those silos that are on so many jobs. You have to get to know each other as people so that like you said earlier, you can start to say, okay, it may have come across that way, but I know him, he didn't mean it that way. I know right. that he did not have ill intention when this happened, but I do want to understand what's going on. You know, I think you've got to create that family, that family dynamic. Without a doubt. Agree hundred percent. All right. So what do you think we did well as a unified team, you and I managing our subcontractors, our client and our neighboring community? Ooh, it, the, it, three different topics completely different there in my mind you know okay. the, the you know the the superintendent and and the field staff uh I, I would sit in on your meetings and it was rare that I said a word uh you know I would just sit back that's probably the only time you ever saw me in a meeting be quiet mm -hmm. uh, you know all the other times I'm, I'm I'm talking a lot uh but I would always just sit in just to show my support. I would sit behind you or sit at the table or sit in the corner somewhere just in case something came up with any kind of question that you had. Yeah. Um, I'll let you lead that. And, and well, there was no letting you took it. So it was yours. Um, and, and that's fine. Um, and and the, as far as the community goes, you know, you know, I don't know. I can't, I'm trying to, Oh, I remember the, the Hawk deal. Remember that? I remember, remember the, the Hawk's Hawk. nest. Yeah. yeah, the Hawk's Nest. That's a, something we took and we we embraced and, and you know, managing the community expectations. Uh, for the quick story that there was a Hawk's Nest where right in the center of a detention pond that, that Barbara and I had to dig out and somebody had noticed it and, and presented it to us. And we dug around that tree 
for, I don't know, four or five months. Mm -hmm. I had one single tree sticking up in the middle of a huge detention pond and actually had to wait and got a bucket truck out there to go check the nest to make sure it was empty before we took the tree out. Uh, and that made the neighbors happy, you know, that we didn't disrupt that during during that time. Um, and then the last part of that is is the on the ownership side. I think there it was it was so evident that you and I were were, were a team and we're paired up that, like you said, that that when the project got delayed, the the college found ways to keep the team together uh, and paid really paid for us to sit out there. And we were working on the job that was to come, uh, you know, still writing contracts and everything. We just couldn't build anything yet. Gave us another project to manage uh, that had its own general contractor. So we were a general contractor watching another general contractor uh, to help them out, you know, and I think that speaks volumes. And again, you know, they, they didn't look at that. I think the best compliment that I can give or was given yeah, you know, St. Jacinto didn't look at us as a superintendent or project manager. They looked at us as Barb and Coy, uh -huh. and, and they're over this project. Yeah, you know, and, and I think that was I think that was great. You know, if you can get that kind of relationship from your from your ownership group, uh, I think that's a win. Yeah, I think that um, we, we a couple of things that we did really well with with subs and the client is we we backed each other in a way that um, they knew they couldn't go to one to get another answer, yeah. you know, but what, what else that we did, and this was not always easy for each of us, but if a sub would come to me and say, well, Koi told me to do this, if it infuriated me so much, so many times, the easy answer is fuck that we're going to do it the way I told you to do it. That, that didn't work. It doesn't work to keep that team dynamic. And instead the response is, okay, that's interesting. I'm going to talk to Koi and see where he's coming from on that. And I may still go into your office and say the previous words, like, right? what the fuck are you thinking here? Right. But, but we're going to have that conversation with us. We're not going to throw each doors. other under the bus and think yep. let our subs and our and our client think that the other one just made a crappy decision and now we're against each other. Right. Um, speaking of the 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 um the community though, I I want to bring up one story I remember. Do you remember going to the town hall? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a, I, I can't even remember why but the, the 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 community wanted I think it was because we were tearing down so many trees and they just didn't like it right, yep were you gonna interrupt yeah we were going through a drainage we had a drainage going through that subdivision too oh okay it's tying into that subdivision as old as you are I'm surprised your memory is so much I know it's <laughs> shocking right <laughs> <laughs> anyway what I remember is I wasn't able to make it to that particular meeting, but you and uh, Rizzo went and yes. um, who was our owner's rep. And I remember hearing the next day that there was a guy that stood up from the community and he was like, the superintendent told me this and they told me this and they told me this and they told me this, which was all BS because I had not yeah. said it. But instead of you guys thinking, I can't believe she would say that, you guys automatically knew I would not have said that. And instead, yep. one of you stood up and said, okay, wait, can you, can you describe, describe the superintendent? superintendent? 
<laughs> and I, I loved hearing that story because the, the description that they gave was male, whatever description. Big guy, gave. male, hard yeah. ass. Yeah. And then one of you was like, yeah, well, ours is a female that is 100 pounds soaking wet. So you are right. not talking to the man in charge and you're right. getting misinformation. And I, I loved feeling that support and hearing that story the next day. Nobody came to me and said, did you do this? You knew better. You knew who yeah. I was. Absolutely. Um, okay. So now let's talk about what we could have done better. Um, mm. Where where did we not go? Where, where did that's we kind be, of get offline? That's going to be tough for the two of us because we're perfect. So well, this is this is true. Um, so so let me help you out. I will tell you what I thought because I had some pre time to think about this. Um, I think both of us are emotional and, oh, absolutely. Uh, and passionate. I think a, lot, a lot of the construction industry professionals are we are passionate about our industry. Um, and when we did get emotional, even if it wasn't in front of like outward outbursts um, in front of subs or our team or whatever, we would feel that toward each other. I mean, your face, your entire head would turn bright red. You would be so mad at me. Um, oh, and because, yeah. because it is a male female partnering, um, how many times I would hear somebody say, oh, mom and dad are fighting, you know? Yeah. And looking back it, at that time, it was kind of funny, but thinking, man, that just, it really affected the team. They knew when we weren't getting along, even if we weren't airing our dirty laundry, they could tell um, that we were not on the same page. And sometimes we would go for days where we barely spoke yep. or completely avoided each other. And I, I yep. remember specifically one day, one of our team members coming to me and saying, enough the parents need to reconcile. It's affecting everybody. And I was like, yep. well, shit. And I think that one of your team members had the same conversation to you because then what always happened to end to end our arguments? White on white uh, on ice white. Ice cream. Yeah, white <laughs> on white on white. Yeah. yeah. So, so Barb's favorite ice cream was, was vanilla ice cream from Dairy Queen uh, with... Uh, whipped cream and marshmallow sauce that's right white on white on white. white on white on white and coy would walk in holding that and i knew that that was the white flag it was, that was my over. olive branch yes um <laughs> i i look back though now coy and i think i don't know that i had one i feel like for the most part you were the one that always threw the flag and for that i am grateful um i I hopefully have come a long way since then, but you you were the one who typically stepped up and, and made that offering. Well, it's it's not because I was a great manager. It's because I'm inherently lazy and I needed your help. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was smart enough to see that, that well, she's not going to help me if she's mad at me. And so I need to discuss <laughs> for the job is to go buy some ice cream and bring it to her and offer and say, I'm sorry. And, uh, and it was amazing. You know, we, we really didn't, we, we didn't keep grudges and we didn't, you know, we, we, we took things personally at the surface, but I knew deep down that you never, ever, you know, did anything that you thought was bad for the job to hurt me, uh, you know, or anything like that. And so, I, you know, I may get mad and, and you got mad. We, we, we trust, we were, we were like brothers and sisters on that job and, and just, that had to live together that, uh, you know, with 
for years, you know, but that was a long project and uh, to get all the way through it. And yeah, if you, you tell me a, a sibling relationship that, that isn't, that doesn't have times that they fight uh, right. or, or argue. And, and uh, I'm just glad that, you know, we didn't pull hair. I didn't have any hair to pull. Uh, but you know, you just get mad at each other that way, make it physical. Because I'm pretty sure you could take me in a fight. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was, uh, you know, I knew, I knew when it was time, and and uh, you did. I know at least one time you came to my office and you stood in my door and you just stared at me and you smiled. And I looked at you and I shook my head. You said, "Let's go get ice cream," and I said, "All right, let's go." So, <laughs> So yeah, you did it at least once. I can I remember well that that you did that because I was I was very mad, and who knows what I was mad about, but it was something stupid. Um, but I remember after a while, you you like that, that's enough. It's all right. Got to move well, on. That's a great point too. Is that so much stuff that we get so mad about a year from then we don't even remember what it no. was. It really no. doesn't matter that much. Um, and so I think the lesson here is just learning that it it. It does affect the entire team um, and it slows productivity. Sure. And it's, I think that what we could have done better was simply address it sooner. I think yes. it's, it doesn't work for everyone to say, okay, let's sit down right now and just get through this. I'm not someone who can do that. I need time to calm down and think it through. Um, but within a day, you should be able to sit down, go to lunch, say, okay, let's just get it on the table and let's get it over with. We should not yeah. let it drag out for several days the way we did on a couple of occasions. Right. So that would be my advice to people who, it, it happens. Absolutely, it happens. And if it doesn't happen on your job, I would I would be curious as to why. Because most, most people in construction are passionate about the profession and, and about the projects that they do. And, 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 it's healthy to have argument and debate and everything. That's perfectly fine is just don't make it personal. We That's never right. made it personal. I never, you never once came in, came into my office and said, you dumb son of a bitch, you know, why'd you do this? You know, you know, you might've cussed the, the decision. You might've cussed the, the answers that were given, but you never cussed me. Right. And, and I, I did the same to you. I never, I never ever made any anything personal towards you. Yeah. Now I, I got mad and I got, I got a lot of stuff and he did and we got what I like to say we had some elevated conversations uh, <laughs> that got up there. But uh, you know, we never made it personal. But once you make it personal, then that recovery even gets longer it's because harder. then, it, then yeah, if, if it's possible at all, we always that. knew that it was the situation. It was not us. And as the decisions that were being made, that is not always us. And sometimes, you know, I, I'll admit that, you know, that I would, I'd get pissed off at a decision you made, whatever it was. And then I go find out why you made a decision. And I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I didn't have the whole story. I didn't know why you would do certain things. And then once I found out and, you know, when you start and you got that kind of relationship with somebody, you start realizing that it's, it, it goes back to, like you said, we knew that the, the guy that was at the town hall meeting was had talked to the lead superintendent and said all of these things that were absolutely not decisions you would have ever made. Uh, we knew that he, he was not talking to the right person if he was talking to anyone at all. Yeah. And so and there, there were later on in that job there were things that would immediately make the hair on the back of my neck stand up. And I'd be like, uh, uh, and I'd go, ah, wait a minute. Now she wouldn't have never done that. Nope. She wouldn't have done that. And yeah. that, and then, then the jobs just get the flow. 
Well, and I think uh, I want to touch base on something you said about knowing the whole story and tying it back to um, our team and our team feeling like a family. Um, like you said, our, our teams didn't always get along. You know, Jason and Kara, they had they had their moments as well. Yep. And I yep. think something that we were both good at is, you know, Jason may come to me all frustrated about something that had happened, but I didn't just go to you and say, hey, this has, I needed to go and find out what you'd heard from Kara. And then together we yep. needed to sit them down and say, here's what we know. This is what we need to do going forward. It yep. was making sure we had the whole story and figuring out the best way to address it as a team instead of just protecting our person. Yep. I, and I agreed 100%. And then sometimes when you do that, you find out that it's not the answer you, you kind of want. Uh, you'd come to me about uh, another member of the, the team being behind uh, on submittals. It was Stephen uh, being behind on the submittals. And, and I, I immediately bowed up and defended, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then I went and sat down and started going through his log and everything. And I realized he was. And I had to eat crow on that. Uh, so, you know, it's sometimes it's, it's, you don't get the answer you want, but it's the answer you get. And you, you get to, <laughs> you get to learn to say, well, the lesson I learned on that was, well, you know, Barb's coming to me for a reason. It's not, she's not just tattletaling, you know, mm -hmm. there's something going on and I need to dig deeper and find out why yeah. and get the whole story. Yeah. Well, I have loved this conversation, but I want to wrap it up. Our relationship has not always been easy, um, but it has always been one that I have valued since the time that we worked together. And now you actually have this in a recording so you can play <laughs> it back. And uh, no doubt I'm going to hear it again someday. You're going to be playing it back to me. But I am so grateful that you took the time to, to do this. I know it was outside your comfort zone, but I really think that people... Um, the listeners are going to learn from this episode today. So thank you so. for making the time. If you know someone that could benefit from this particular episode, then share it with them. Or if you want to continue to learn about the untapped and underutilized resources that will take your business to the next level, then follow the podcast. You don't want to miss an episode where we discuss what you needed to hear. And lastly, there is a link in the show notes that will allow you to reach out to me directly if you want to accelerate that learning curve. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.